So many times the root of our suffering is because we're trying to control stuff that is beyond our capabilities of controlling. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week on episode number 64 of The Relaxed Mail. Welcome to Relaxed Mail, podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, this is our frozen edition. Holy smokes, I don't know. I know that we're supposed to try to keep this evergreen and timeless, but got to talk a little bit about wow. I bet you a lot of people are realizing today that they are able to withstand a lot more than they thought. Uh, America itself has been gripped in a super, super cold spell that has seen down over here in Oklahoma, we've been in the negatives for uh, for a couple days in a row where all day long it was like minus six, minus eight. It was it was some cold stuff. And then add to the fact that my house has got the R factor of a freaking colander. I mean, holy smokes, man. We have just been flat out chilled for the past week, week and a half uh, around here. Uh, I know that Houston has just gotten slammed with uh, with ice. I'm seeing uh, East Texas is getting smacked with a good ice storm right now, and uh, apparently this cold wave is heading uh, heading east and is leaving, and we're supposed to be back in the 60s come about the end of next week, or beginning of this week to the end of this week, depending on how well Mother Nature wants to uh, to, to cooperate. So, but wow, uh, talk about realizing uh, what you can stand is. Not that I liked it. I mean, the, this house was, my house typically was floating around about, uh, upper forties to, uh, to mid fifties. Most of the time I had, we don't have central heat in this, in this house. So we have a, uh, a wood stove and a couple of space heaters that, uh, we keep, uh, we keep, uh, good eye on to make sure that the, uh, the plugins are, are staying, uh, staying healthy. So, <laughs> We're, this is, this has definitely been a, a cold session to beat most cold sessions. I am so glad I don't live up around South Dakota or even North Dakota or any of those places. Holy smokes. This has been one chilly, chilly, se- uh, session. Uh, I could really deal with, <laughs> do with some of that global warming right now. But anyhow, but it, this is, this whole, uh, instance just uh sh- went to show how much we can uh withstand and once we get done with it and we get out of this uh cold snap and we get back up to normal temps you know you'll be a lot more grateful for the for those warm temperatures that sun on your face i actually went outside and spent about 30 minutes outdoors it's uh all about well i can tell you what the temp is real quick According to AccuWeather, right now we are running at a balmy 11 degrees. So we are above uh, the zero degree mark and uh, got hardly any wind blowing. 
uh, went tromping around in the snow with uh, my son's pooch and uh, just had a good time watching him just get the zoomies. He's been pinned up in a, in the house for, oh, I don't know, five, six days or so. And just, I mean, he'd go outside to use bathroom and that was it. He would come back in and just want to play. He had so much energy and didn't know what to do with it. And now he's, he got himself out and we made two laps around the house and around the, we got a storage shed that our storage, uh, buildings that are close to the house. And we circled around those and he jumped and dove and crashed through, uh, snow drifts. And it was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to laugh and watch him. So. It was it was good. It was a good day. The sun is out. It is shining. Our work, our roof is shedding snow quite quickly. So, but there's always things to be grateful for, especially when you're going through those trying times like this really cold weather. I know a lot of people have uh have had pipes freeze and burst. Uh I think the uh Homeland, which is the grocery store over in uh, uh over in the town next to me, uh, they had their, uh, I, I'm assuming it must have been their, uh, their fire system. They had a pipe, uh, rupture in there and just flood the whole area. There's, uh, pictures of people's apartments with water just raining down out of the, uh, out of the lights. Uh, it's a, it's a big mess. And it, uh, granted the, uh, the plumbers are going to be making a, making bank for the next month or so, but wow, it has been a, uh, this has been a fun, fun, interesting, trying time. It's, uh, let you know that, you know, you can survive that. I may even have to start, uh, trying out, to, uh, get myself a little more into the dis- uncomfortable areas uh, of cold and, and see how that works. And now let's go ahead and let's jump on into the show. This week, we're, uh, we've got a question of the week. Now the question of the week is brought to you by the Brotherhood Men. This is a men's group that I put together to help men who are struggling with a myriad of different things. If you're suffering, you're going, not suffering, but you're going through a divorce and you're, you know, you're trying to figure out where do you start trying to put your life back together now that your, your marriage has, has fallen apart. Where do you start? How do you, what do you do? How, uh, you know, things like that. What the group is, is nothing more than men helping each other become the greatest man that they possibly can be. That sounds a little, you know, a little salesy, I, I agree, but it's, it's a, we incorporate the actual mastermind principles where we are set to help each other. We're, it's not just me standing there, you know, expounding, you know, bits of knowledge to, to a problem and, and things like that. It can be if it, if you're, we have a small group, it may just be you and me. If you're in one of the, one of the groups that doesn't have anybody in there yet, I've got uh, four, I got four groups that I'll actually put together and a couple of them don't have anybody in there yet. I'm trying to get, uh, some, some of the other groups together and really get a vibrant community and the rest will actually come, uh, come following in. But we, with the groups that way I do have, we do meet on a regular basis We and we help lift each other up. Y'all are actually even helping me a little bit as I try to help y'all and the everybody else in the group actually gets together and we all help each other to to become better. We lift each other, support each other. We call out each other's uh, 
excuses. We hold each other accountable. And that's what this group does is it gives you the why. It keeps you from being feeling like you're alone in the world trying to accomplish some great and huge Herculean task. We actually can and do help you to become that man that you dream. We help you find that your refine your dream that you had when you were a child and that you tucked down, tucked away, hid it in the back of the corners of your mind because somebody in your life probably told you that you weren't good at writing. But yet, for some reason, you always wanted to write, but you've always been told you you stink as a writer. Well, we can help you with that. We can help you help nurture that that dream to come back out and embrace the light and and live your life to the to the potential that it actually has. So if you're interested, please go over to relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood and we can uh, help you get on your, get on back on your feet, get you moving down the path that you want to do. So with that, the question of the week, if you're interested in actually sending me a, a question, you can do so by going over to relaxmail.com forward slash contact. And there you can actually leave a message in the form. I will receive that message and answer it here on the show. If you happen to have a website, leave the URL for your site, and I will actually link to it. That way you get a little bit of something. People can go to your site and and, and things like that. I have no problem helping other folks to become to, – to receive reach their goals. And if you're wanting to have more uh, more people to your site and more people to see your your products and services, Sweet. I'd love helping you do that. If you don't want to, to uh, go to relaxmail.com forward slash contact, you can also send me an email by going typing in the address of Brian at with a Y at relaxmail.com. Ask a question, send it to me, and again, I'll read it aloud on the show. So with that, this week's uh, question is actually on Quora.com and I use Quora as the uh, fallback, as my backup for if I don't receive a question and didn't see one this week. So we are now over asking what's the best way of handling a teenager's mood swing. And this was actually asked by Felicia or Coro. And that is such a question, especially if for those of us who have gone through the teenagers, we call terrible twos. Uh, we call the two year olds terrible. No, that's just, they're figuring out that they actually have a will. Teenagers realize they have a will and they want to exercise that will, that will. And a lot of times, but then, but on top of exercising that will, they also want to mix emotions into that will. And so it can be quite a, a roller coaster ride of just having a kid who is often perceived as being manic depressant or something when in all reality, um, no, they're not, man- they aren't manic depressant. They are just trying to figure out their emotions. They're, They've got their, their hormones just going bonkers. And so, yeah, you've got, uh, the, the need to f- and want to find, uh, find a, a, a girlfriend or boyfriend. And then at the same time, realizing that they're not the center of the universe and they, that, uh, they want to, they're trying to hold on to that fact, that, uh, security, that, that, that comfort of being the center of the universe. And so it becomes this big ball of, of emotions. So how do you handle the mood swings of a teenager? Well, it's, it's tough. It is doable. I'll let you know on that one. It is actually doable. Um, so many adults have survived their, their teenagers, 
and the fact that teenagers we have people still making uh still living and becoming young adults uh proves that uh teenagers do survive their uh, their tumultuous <laughs> teenage years the problem that comes in though is that teenagers like i said they're they're very self-oriented it's all about them they're still trying, they're figuring out that Holy Crow, there's a world around them and there's other people and their actions affect those people at the same time. But they don't, and sadly our schools and as, as parents do fail them in helping them understand what their emotions are. What are they really? Because they, so many times the teenagers and, and adults too run around thinking that their emotions are something that just happens to them. You made me mad. You are not making me happy. I, you have, I haven't been happy around you in so many, in, in several many months. It's, I, I want a divorce. You know, there's all these things where the adults have a hard time grasping where emotions come from and emotions come from a thought. You have a thought, something happens, you have a circumstance, that circumstance creates a thought and that thought becomes an emotion. And so many times our teenagers just, especially when you have sad, uh, events happen, a breakup of a, uh, of a, of a boyfriend or girlfriend, a, a, uh, you know, a friend who has, uh, betrayed you, things like that. There are a lot of those times where it becomes, sad or they become so engrossed in feeling nervous that they think that they need to be running out and running around with a whole bunch of other people and they don't get a don't get invited to um to the a party or something like that and so they think there's something wrong with them and again that's just you know they're figuring out that uh, high school is very high school and a lot of people these days just want to sadly they don't want their their teenager to feel sad. They don't want their teenager to feel discomfort. And so they wrap them up and don't allow them to become the, the humans that they want, to, that they are desiring, desperately desiring to become. So when it comes to emotions, they don't know how to handle those emotions. They don't deal with those emotions. They just simmer in those and let their have a, and get thought loop errors going over and over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden you've got kids running around thinking that they've been traumatized because they got had a breakup. Well, okay. It might be slightly traumatics in a, in, in the immediate scheme of things. But, you know, any adult who these days sees a breakup, it's like, well, dude, you're going to go through another 30 of them before you graduate from high school. So why are you worrying? You know, it's not that bad. And that's kind of how we think. And that's kind of how we approach it. And sadly, teenagers don't want to understand that. So what uh, what parents need to start doing is, one, stop being a parent to a teenager. All right. Yeah, you're going to have to hold them accountable if they do something that is um, that is wrong. Being the parent and the overlord of them stopped about the time they turned 12, 13 years old. This is when us parents actually need to transition into our next role. And our next role is actually just to be a mentor. Yeah, we want to, we want to sit there and lord over them and, and have them, you know, make them get good grades. Well, no. Why are we worrying about them having good grades? It's not going to reflect upon them at all. We know dang good and well that high school, uh, perfect high school marks does nothing for you in the adult world. 
I don't know a single company that looks at your high school transcript. Now, to get into – want them to have a great uh, grades to get into college? Well, why do you want them in college would be the next question I actually ask. And these – you know, a lot of times I, the reason why we lord over our kids and we force them to be in all these different sports and we force them to to get good grades and we force them to do this and we force them to do that – is strictly out of the fact that we want to be able to brag about them. Yeah, I would love to be able to brag about my son. I would love to be able to brag about my daughter. I would love to be able to brag, and I do. Are either one of them college graduates? No. My daughter, she's working on it. But right now, no. She's about four years behind. She had to find and find out why she wanted to go to college first. My son went to college for a couple of semesters and quickly realized, you know what? College is not for me. Now he's kind of talking about going back to school again. So I think he may want to try. He's getting around to try want to develop a different skill. And that's great. But it's not my responsibility to make sure that he does something that makes me proud. And that's a lot of times that's where us parents go wrong. We get wrapped up into the emotions of, of getting, making sure that our kid has straight A students and, uh, and, gets perfect marks and is going to Harvard and all these other things. And honestly, none of that matters a a freaking piss in the wind, really. We are so wrapped up in what our egos are that we don't even bother to make sure that our kids can actually navigate their emotional life in a healthy manner. And so you see a lot of the kids these days who are just doing nothing but stressing about their anxiety. And you've got the the end disease these days is mental health and mental anxiety. And I'm sorry, but no, we're not all freaking crazy. We all look at stuff differently. But no, I think the mental health on an average is all uh, an average human being as well. Are there those who suffer from mental health, suffer from depression, suffer from post-traumatic stress dis- disorder? Yeah, but I don't think near as many people suffer from it as what society wants us to think. We got PTSD groups for people who have had, you know, emotional breakups. Again, now, if you were in a traumatic instance where you're mother was killed in a car wreck okay yeah you may have ptsd you if you're in the military and in a war yeah there's a good chance you may have a little bit of ptsd sitting around in your head somewhere if you got a failing grade at school no that is not a traumatic instant and i realize that that seems i'm it sounds like i'm going down a whole bunch of different little rabbit trails and kind of i am but I'm saying this as a means to, I want to, I'm trying to make the point that sadly, most of the time, we don't have to cater to what our teenager thinks they need to have. As a matter of fact, it's actually better if you let them struggle a little bit, struggle with, uh, with things. We make it such a point to give them the latest iPhone and things like that. It actually doesn't hurt them and actually does them a big, huge favor if we were to actually just let them take the, uh, take the hard route, save up for, you know, something where they do a, you know, like a 501, 501 dad where if they want a car, you'll pitch in half of it, but they got to come up with the other half. So if they only come up with thousand dollars, then they're only getting a two thousand dollar car. But again, also you want to, if you, if you start that up with the, uh, uh, with the oldest one, just know that the youngest one is going to catch wind of it and figure out real quick that, Hey, if I can save up $40,000, I can get an $80,000 car. So if you do do that and make sure that you do do a, uh, a limit <laughs> on, on, on what the vehicle is. But either way, 
but you can you do your kids so much more of a favor to let them actually struggle. I know it sounds mean. It sounds horrible using that word, but that's the best word to use is let them struggle. Let them figure it out and you can help them figure it out, especially when it comes to the emotional angle by helping them talk it through, set, help them understand how to do the thought work. So if you're sitting there and they're crying, ask them, so where are you feeling the sadness at? And they're going to look at you kind of funny the first time that you ask them. And it's like, well, where are you feeling it in your shoulders? Because whenever I'm sad, you know, a lot of times I've got this really heavy area just over on the lower left-hand side of my side side of my of my body it's i don't know why my throat gets really gets really crampy almost and it's you know i just whenever i'm sad about something i i feel these and i talk them through that emotion like get them to explain what the what they're actually physically feeling to understand that an emotion is nothing more than a vibration they feel through their body so if they can sit there and realize I am sad. Oh my gosh, my boyfriend just broke up with me. What am I going to do? They can sit there and start thinking about where that emotion is. And the more they think about it, the more that emotion is able to live its life through and it becomes, and it eventually will disappear. Now there's times you're going to have another thought about, you know, that breakup and you're going to have, be sad again, but you can process it a lot faster and a lot easier. And so it, yeah, it may grab from time to time. It's kind of like whenever I lost my dad. I mean, there was still, there was times, oh, well, I mean, eight years ago or uh, two years ago, my dad had passed and it was about eight years since his passing at that time. And I was fiddling around on Google Maps and came across my dad's house on Street View and I could see his golf cart was still sitting there and the garage door was open and I could almost see my dad in the garage working on something talk about it as my dad snuck up on me now where he it's you get a little choked up you you feel sad but i was able to process it through and actually take that thought and turn it into something positive i got to know that wonderful man that's known as my dad and so helping the kid helping your teenagers through those tumultuous emotional periods happen easier when you're actually able to to show them how to process those emotions and that you aren't getting involved in their, in their dramas. So, and that's the big thing I would also add is when a child, when your teenager is going through a, a huge emotional, you know, tempest and the drama is being poured on really thick, stay calm, stay assertive and don't fall into their, their drama trap because they love to draw you into the drama trap. They may do it by trying to draw you in by attacking you, you know, emotionally attacking you. You don't care about me, you know, whatever. So Bobby's parents let them, you know, those are all, you know, drama traps to get you to flare your emotions up. So they feel like they're being, their emotions are justified. If they can, if other people are, are high emotion, then they're, they have a reason to be high emotion too. And if you can stay calm, yeah, they get real mad to the fact that they can't manipulate you in that way. But eventually they figure out, well, I can't go to stir mom up because mom's just doesn't have it. She just listens and explains what's going on. And I feel better afterwards, but you are, yeah, but they end up also seeing you as a emotional mooring buoy in the storm in the midst of the storm they can tie themselves to that and lash themselves to that to that rock and they know that they're going to be safe they're going to be stable you're the stable one of the family and that helps them out tremendously also all right so now let's go on to the main 
uh, topic that we have today, and that is what can you actually control? Well, you can't control your your teenager. That's for darn sure. Um, you can try, but you're you're not going to. And yet, when like your teenager, when you try to control them. It causes so much more suffering, not just on them, but on you. You're up at nights because they're out running around. The more you try to press down on them and tell them they can't go out, guess what? The more they're going to go out. Why is that? Why? Because, well, we're trying to control something that is beyond our means of control. There are things that we can control and there are things we can't control. And when we don't control things, that's where our suffering comes into place. When we try to control things that are beyond our control, that's where our our anger comes at in. That's where our fear really starts to boil because all of a sudden we can't control something. So we're, I'm out of control. And if I'm out of control, you know, we start getting this thought loop going on and it just spirals into, into chaos. And it's because we are trying so desperately to control something that we have no ability to control. Like I said, we do have things we can control. And those things that we can't control kind of boil down into three different categories. You can control your actions, you can control your thoughts, and you can control your emotions. So if you are in a, say, in a, uh, in a marriage and you just had your, your soon to be ex-wife come to you with divorce papers saying she wants a divorce, she wants you out of here, and she, uh, and she's going to take everything that you, you worked hard for, and you, you never supported her in anything, and, you know, and she starts laying everything on to you. You have a choice to act on what you're going to, how you're going to act. You can either choose to be a, a pain in the ass and just, and start being a jerk right back. You can choose to be strong and be able to Listen to what she has to say. You know what she says are lies and what's our, tr- our truth. And you can take, the, you can make the, uh, take the actions onto what happens to you. Now she can do, she can try doing things to you. She can say bad things about you. She can make, uh, comments about how it's, um, your fault, how you were an abusive spouse. And she can make up lies all she wants. You have no control on stopping her from making lies. But you do have the choice to either act out on those or you can choose to act with and act calmly and let the truth shine free. Yeah, there's going to be a, maybe a year, two years where people are going to, you know, kind of look at you like, how could you beat your wife like that? And you're, I didn't, but you can stand firm on your knowledge of what is actually true and if you act, stand firm on that, no matter what she says or what your teenager does or what lies are said about you at work, none of those will stick. People will initially react, you know, emotionally react to that news. I mean, if I, you heard that your, uh, your, your neighbor was, was beaten on their wife, you would stay, it would stay away from the guy for a bit, but eventually they would realize he's, he hadn't, doesn't have a violent bone in his body. So why would he abuse his wife? And when you have your life still together and your ex, your afterwards, after the divorce, ex-wife's life has just crumbled to pieces and has gone through two other divorces, things start to show through. You know, you've got, you can show your, your actions are things that you can actually control. You can control taking a breath. Things are getting really stressful at work. You can take, stop and, <sighs> 
Okay, let's do this again. You can take a deep breath. You can calm yourself. You have that ability to do that. You can, uh, how you hold yourself. Are you standing with confidence or are you all balled up trying to make yourself as small as possible? That's something that's in your control that has influence on how other people partake in their judgment of you. If you're sitting there and you're, Got, you're looking as confident as possible. People are going to take you to be a lot more confident than what you may actually feel on the inside. You can actually take the, take control of those actions. You can choose how you want to lead. Do you want to be a, a bully or and a, do you want to be the boss or do you want to be a leader? Do you want to help your crew and your, and your team to become the, the best at whatever their the industry you're in? You can choose whether you give shoddy work or you do incredibly uh, above average work. That's something that's in your control. Something happens. You have the ability to take responsibility for your actions. What's your, what was your part in that scenario? What was your part in that reason why your wife wanted a divorce? A lot of guys go, Oh, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Well, dude, I bet you, you did a lot more than what you think. You probably were coming home, sitting down, watching television instead of being a husband. Well, I'm tired. I was, I worked hard and she didn't. A housewife works a hell of a lot harder than what you want to think. I'm, I've been there. I've seen how, what the work is. Yeah, it looks like, well, all they do is sit around the house. Well, no, there's a lot more. There's cooking, cleaning, and sometimes they don't clean. Sometimes they don't cook. And you think, well, what do they do all day? Well, they did other things, but you didn't, you didn't be, weren't being husband by coming in and just starting to, to complain to her. It would have been better if you had been a husband and just, yeah, it sucks that she didn't get, uh, get the, uh, the dishes done. So why don't you go do the dishes? You know, there's things like that. You have the action, the ability to control how you respond in a marriage. You have the ability to respond to how things are to be, uh, are to be done. And it's not by lording over your wife or lording over your kids because those are things that are beyond your control. So your thoughts, you have your integrity, everything that you think, your gratitude, how grateful you are about everything that happens to you. You have the, uh, your thoughts of what you, what makes you happy, sad, uh, angry, indifferent. All those are things that are within your control. You have that ability to control your thoughts. And because you control your thoughts, you are able to control your emotions. Now, I'm not saying stuffing your, stuffing the, the thoughts that are bad away because holding it, keeping those thoughts unprocessed does not help you. It keeps you, it creates problems with you and they creep back up and they need to be processed. And to take the time to go ahead and actually process them would do you a whole lot more of a short. It's better to have a quick rip of a band-aid than to sit there and leave it to leave a, a wound festering. You have to process those things. And those are things that you can actually control. You control whether you're happy. You control whether you're sad, angry, how grateful you feel. You can choose to look at a situation as a, as a, uh, learning situation, or you can look at it as the most devastating life ending, uh, uh, catastrophic event that you had, or you can choose to take the pieces that have from, from the wreckage of whatever happened 
and rebuild and make it better. Those are things you have control of. You have a lot of control, but it's only over yourself. Things you do not have control of, you have no control over your environment. Proof in point. America is in a huge cold snap right now. Other people, this does include your kids. You do not have control over your kids. Try telling them, don't touch the the stove. It's hot. Well, guess what eventually they're going to do? They're going to have to touch that stove and find out, oh, wait, that thing's hot. You told them. Yeah, you would like for them not to go through the, the pain and the suffering of learning that a stove, hot stove is hot. But most of the time, that's the only way they can actually, they will understand because you're just telling them, don't, it's hot. Instead of going through, especially when you're, you've got a, uh, you know, a tween and it's sitting down and actually explaining to them the reasons why things are done. You get a lot further down the road if you explain to them why things are done in a particular way. As opposed to just just saying, because I'm the parent. The other thing you can't control is the actions of other people. Like I said, if your soon-to-be ex-wife is sitting there spreading rumors about you, you have no control over that. You can People may decide to come ask you, hey, is this true or is this true? And you can get, then have a chance to state your side of the case. But then you can't control whether or not people are actually going to even come ask you. They may just go ahead and rule in the court of public opinion, and you never had your day in court. It happens. You've got to learn how to handle that and deal with it and carry on. Deal with what you are able to control, your integrity. You're able to control your actions. You can control your happiness. Your ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or boss can try to do everything they can to make you miserable, but you have the choice to be able to say, you know what? Oh, well, that's your thoughts. Those are your, your impressions. That's your reality. I'm, that's a really sad reality to be in, but okay. If that's what you like and it floats your boat. Okay. Go for it, dude. Knowing what you can control and you can't control frees you, frees you in so many ways because you're now not trying to Fight against something that is an immovable object. And you now uh, will can understand that people who try to uh, manipulate you and try to control you, guess what, dude? They have no control over you. They can't make you think something you don't want to think. They can't make you say something that you don't believe. And when doing so, all of a sudden, all the anxiety that you have built up drifts away. All the stress of trying to figure out how to control something that you can't control goes away. And it allows you to be free. So step away from the controls that are locked, uh, that have locked you out because you're not ever going to be able to get into those controls. You're not ever going to be able to make somebody feel happy. You're not ever going to be able to make a, a person who wants to be sad wants to be miserable. You're not going to be able to to make them happy. You're not going to be able to in, help them see your, the the joy in life until they decide that they want to see it. So, if you are someone who has had who wants to uh get out of trying to control other people, the Brotherhood of Man is a great group that will help can help you do that. We can help Change that mindset so that you are 
embracing what you can control and ignoring those, the stuff that you can't. Yeah. It may be something that's important, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, all you can do is handle the things that you can actually control. And so I invite you to go over to relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood and fill out the application. There's nothing to fill, nothing, no cost to fill out the application and to, to set up a, an interview. And once we get finished talking, I can find out whether, you know, you're a good fit for the, for the company, the, the company, good fit for the, the group. Or if you're, or if maybe, uh, there's somebody else, uh, another group that might fit you even better. So, guys, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you taking the time listening. If you like this show, I do I do want to ask a make a quick ask in that you go to uh, to uh, relaxedmail.com forward slash podchaser. That's P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R and leave a rating or review. Or if you want, it's, you know, somebody who this, this episode really could impact, share that out with them, shoot it to them, send the link to them, uh, in the, uh, through a messenger, share it onto your Facebook page, your Twitter page, you know, send it out to those who you know would be impacted. Or if you know somebody who might, uh, might benefit from this, help us grow the, the, the group even more would, uh, is the only biggest payment that I really want for this show is just to help grow more a, a bigger group so that the men who it benefits can become a, a confident man and to be able to take their lives and lead their 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 lives in a way that would just impress uh, impress the importance of masculinity on those around them. So with that, guys, I'm going to let you go. Thank you again for listening. Y'all take care. See you next week. Bye.